Stories that we should be the ones telling, not other people. Do well, you got to tell your own story. And sometimes you know things other people don't know that you can't know, but you shouldn't know, but you do know. And you want to tell people, but you just you just can't. We're going to tell people how to sell stuff online and make more money. Hey, I've been so you pay less in taxes too. That's the important thing. So I've been talking about these item descriptions. I know I've been slow, and some people are just Johnny on the spot. Uh, last Sunday. I just went through and revised, like, a few hundred listings. Oh, oh, boy. And did I turn on the spout for sales? I bet you did. It, it, I, I know when we say you list more, you sell more. Um, I think if you go mess with your stuff, if you go, well, obviously, if you go add your item specifics and make it easable, easable in searching or easy to find in searching or available to be found in searching, um, I sold seven cards the next day, Ooh. which were not, you know, that's a pretty good. That's a pretty good haul. Yeah. Then today I got an offer for uh, a Sasha Banks. I know. I know you don't know who Sasha is, but it was a PSA uh, graded nine card. Was and he the guy that was on uh, the Homer Simpson show? Was he the guy who was like? It's a ma'am, sir. Oh, sorry. I'm a ma'am. Okay. She. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, she. Um, anyways. No, she's she's a wrestler. And she's on the Mandalorian. She's she's your buddy oh. Snoop's cousin. Oh, the Mandalorian, huh? Anyway, I sold her a rookie card that was PSA 9 for $225. Booyah! And that's what we're talking about. I love that. That's the money that we want to be making. There are several new listeners. I've been seeing the numbers, been seeing the uh, Facebook group. We're getting more and more, which we need to post a little more on there. But we got some people listening. I'm busy. A little, little different uh, diversity. Some more, uh, more, more women catching up to the group. I mean, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying last. I know we talked about cards and stuff, and we are looking at guests. I've been talking to some people. We're gonna try to go some different routes just to cover other bases. But me and Adam talk about what we sell, and right now that that is sports cards for the majority. So that's Olympics are hot. Like I got some Olympic athletes that are those cards are selling. Who said that a few weeks ago? I I believe maybe a month ago said, "Hey, Olympics are here to get your Team USA gear up." I, even though they're they're talking about people not watching as much. I mean, when else are you going to have the opportunity to watch synchronized diving? Well, and not watching as much as when we had four channels, and and you're looking at an international audience. Oh, it's not just a. It's not just our country. I mean, it's it's inter, it's world. That's the Olympics. It's, even Russia snuck in there. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this. The Federation of the Olympics, because they, apparently they can't be called Russia. Well, apparently they got caught cheating. Yeah. And then there's a few that were like, hey, we weren't cheating. But they still can, like, compete. So, they, so now the non-cheaters can kind of compete, but not be official. They're not officially there. And, uh, and uh, your boy over at North Korea decided that they weren't going to come, <laughs> even though every time they do come, every time North Korea comes, or even when they don't, they uh, they tell the whole country that they, they got gold and everything. Like, over there, man, they're living... They're living that guy's dream. It's uh, you're more of a King Jong Un guy than I am. So well, the the Hermit Kingdom is kind of fascinating. 
But um, don't let us digress. We got we got to stay focused. Anyway, I, I sold I sold the card for two hundred dollars. you can buy. I went and looked today. I can still buy them for under twenty dollars raw. Uh, get them graded. Yes, it's a little bit of a process and time crunch. Speaking of which, my PSA orders have been going like crazy. So I actually sent back my Ken Griffey Jr. Oh. Uh, sticker head thing today. So we're gonna talk about this a little bit. I think we'll wait till our guest comes in because he's he's kind of in the space. We've got a, a special guest coming in here shortly. This will be on the second part, the latter part of this uh, podcast. Maybe it'll be five episodes worth. We don't know. We, he's, apparently, he's got some big stuff coming our way. So, kind of excited. Um, we'll get into the story when he gets here. But d has been having some good luck with the uppy-ups. Like, he's getting phone calls that uh, Gary V himself doesn't get. And you see your boy Gary V pulled out of the National today? He just, he backed out. He, he, some, he backed out, so you're probably glad he didn't go. I know. Well, he, he pulled a Derek. He is, he did pull a Derek. He pulled an old D-Roy. Oh, guys. No, he's, he, he, he pulled a, a little Drew. Dare I say a little Drew. Come on, boys. We're all down here uh, getting ready for the football. Oh, I can't. I, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Well, where are you at? Uh, I can't. I'm cleaning the church with my dad. <laughs> I was still in class. Uh, yeah, someday little Drew will have to come on the show and defend his good name. Um, Always open. No, but like I said, we're, we're selling cards. I've got some other eBay stuff we've been selling out of our other store. We've got some, some Tupperware that's been selling. Some Things like are going, I mean. Remington signs, like just, just you know, 20, 30 bucks here and there, and it just kind of all adds up. It adds up. It's not it's not a bad thing. I uh, So with the, with the PSA thing, let me just say this really fast. Um, so they were in a hurry to get it back, and I said, well... I'd like somebody to come on our podcast from PSA ooh, before ooh. I send back this thing. I threw a little, well, you know, I'm going to do you a solid. And, and uh, the lady that I was dealing with said, well, that's not really my department, this guy. But I'll send him over a message. So I'm going to, if, if it doesn't fall through, I'm going to tell everyone names here in a couple of weeks. And you guys can add them to tell them, hey, you promised, or you said that you would, or, or whatever. But uh, so I get my label. They had a, a priority overnight label. Like, that's how bad they want this thing back. Whoa. We'll get into the details. So it, it, it'll be there tomorrow. It's it's getting it's getting deep. Deroy, he's on a lot of people's list, like good and bad. I don't think. I mean, he is on the uh, speed dial there over at eBay. Like I said, he's got some clout there. I'm still kind of disappointed that this eBay open thing. It's like they knew that we were cut. Like we had this big momentum. They bought us a cake. Like there, we were going. We were at the uh, the headquarters here in Utah, and then. They, somehow this COVID thing happened, and like they just kind of botched a lot of our plans. Ah, uh, there's always next year, Adam. We'll, we'll wrap back up and be bigger, better than ever. That's true. Well, and I mean, there's good things. There's gonna be some good information on there. We got some some friends. I got um, a lady that's been been uh, talking with us. I know. I'm pretty sure she listens to our show, and uh, she's interacted with me on on the Instagram. Why wouldn't she listen? Well, oh, I'm gonna try to get her on. Well, she's speaking at eBay Open. Oh. So I'm gonna try to reach out and see if we can get her on our show. Uh, I know she's busy. I'm not going to say a name right now because, you know, I don't want this to be how they find out. Okay. But I'm kind of excited. There's some good some good things out there. Lots of good speakers coming. A lot of good information. Um, again, said we're, we're itching in. Uh, you know, he's got us kind of ahead. We're playing this summer. Uh, we, we I guess we have a summer slowdown, too, because we're not here every single week. We're here most of the weeks, but we might take a week off so that, you know, Derek can gallivant out to, I, I don't know, where'd you go, Montana or somewhere? I've been to the Montana, to Wyoming, to uh, Pocatello. All over the place. All over. 
Um, we're getting ready. College football season's coming up. I mean, there's going to be some, some things. Adam's just going to take off a, a couple more months. I'm, I'm really excited. I've been hunkering down this last week, this week, really getting some tax returns done, trying to get caught up on those extensions. So, um, you know, you're halfway through the year, people. It's it's hard to say that. You're almost more than halfway through the it's year. It's weird, especially after last year where it was like the longest year on record. Yeah. And now it's 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 uh, it's going fast. The shortest year on record. So so now you're kind of to the, beyond that, that halfway point. You really should sit down and kind of take a, a look at your books. See what you've been doing so far this year. you got to cook them. No. It's time to get cooking. I did not say that. Grill those books. did not say to cook the books. That was Derek Everett. Um... Like I said, we're, we're, it's time to get ready. It's, it's time to kind of figure out exactly how much money you've made, um, kind of where you're going to be at here in the near future. So don't let it get till this time next year that you start worrying about this last year. Um, you know, kind of get proactive with it. See exactly where you're at. So well, you know that's how the thing. You're making if, if you are having a summer slowdown, which maybe we are, maybe we aren't, some things are selling, uh, but it's a good time to not only reevaluate your inventory, uh, storage, you know, how you got things yeah, stored so you can get them easy. But also don't forget, like I'm saying, the uh, the other side of, hey, get some receipts in order, get your bank accounts in order. So here come, uh, you know, the end of the year, you're not freaking out trying to get all your books in it's, line for, for taxes. It's a lot easier to remember what happened last month, like right now, than it is next year from now. Because that's you, not everybody, but that's what happens a lot, of, especially if you're kind of just getting in the game. Like I said, get that one bank account set up, get a credit card set up. Like I said, keep it separate so that it makes your life easier. It's a it's it's a business, so you got to run it like a business. Business has been good. And it's a fun business, and it can be entertaining, and, you know, you can go you know, do a lot of things, but at the end of the day, if uh, you don't have the receipts or documents, it didn't happen. I'm going to share one snippet. Uh, a lot of things when you're selling stuff, it, it comes to creativity, and it comes to ways you can sell things. Uh, over to the local uh, gas station here uh, this morning. Over at the casino down the street? Yes, yes. The, the last chance. Is it still? No, they, they don't have the casino machines in there anymore. Okay. Um, went in there, and I was, uh, we go in there often. We go there usually, usually on the daily. Because um, it's your last chance. It is. Get the, get the beverage. Um, occasionally, you know, the taquito. You know, something to satisfy you. Um, went in there, and the gal was back working the counter, and she she had a, an open 30-pack of uh, an adult beverage. A 30-packer. 30 a 30-packer. 30, a 30 and it's going to be a long day, she thought, for, <laughs> like, two, for a Tuesday after, uh, was it afternoon even? Or just no, no, early? it was morning. It was this morning. It was, it was 8.30 a.m. It was a rough night. I, I was giving her a hard time. I'm like, hey, you uh, start drinking on the job, or did somebody decide they wanted to help themselves to the merchandise? And she kind of chuckled. She says, no, no, we're, we're making our own six-packs. Mom, And I could see she had, like, her own, like, like the uh, the plastic things. They take them out of the 30-packers. So they buy them in bulk. They buy them in bulk, and then they break it up, and then they're able to sell it for more money. Hey, that, yeah. I was like, genius, way to go with you guys. Because, you know, not all the time a guy's in a hankered for a 30-pack, but, I mean... A six-pack, that'll, that'll take care That's of That's not always a weekend at the lake with Adam. No, it's not always, you know, out to Starvation Reservoir or Delco's Good Cabin. I mean, you know, occasionally it's just, just a... a you, just, you just need a good wake-me-upper. Yeah. So you took your six-pack, you came over to work, and here we are. <laughs> there you go. So I thought, wait a bunch, like... What a good way to uh, increase profits by just changing a little well, product that you sell. And that's true online as well. You can go and buy in bulk, whether it's at Costco or, uh, you know, Sam's Club or uh, there's wholesale opportunities. 
BJ's for down in the south. Was there a BJ's in Arkansas? There was not. A BJ's wholesale is like a, a regional warehouse type we store. Have all these. Um, anyways, you can go to these places and they sell stuff in bulk. Everyone knows, but there's opportunities to do exactly what I'm saying. You might buy you a two pack of whatever, and you only need one. Sell the other one, you know, or or you get you the thirty pack and you're selling them down at the uh, probably not the high school. Don't be selling your your six packs down at the high school, but you know. Find opportunities, whether it's selling beef to the neighbors or uh, tennis balls to John McEnroe. I don't know, but there, there's opportunities out there for that kind of thing. Lots of ways to make some money. So we're going to uh, catch a quick break. On the other half, we got a special guest coming in to share some insights and knowledge on how he's... I hope it's not me trying to do a voice, Adam. I can't do a voice and be myself at the same time again. It, it, this will not be D-Roy imp- impersonating anyone. Hey guys, it's uh, D-Roy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Piles and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account, I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you have been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. <laughs> we know you're listening, so we see the numbers. We're all over the world. Like I said, it's just we see it, we appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new Absolutely. listeners. The algorithms, people can help find us out, and it really does help. So if you can go to Apple iTunes, that's where a lot of you are already listening, or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a, you don't even have to write a review, just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool too. We appreciate it, and keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. My taxes are done. The season's over. I can just go on vacation and not have to see you again for another year. Well, yeah, because you're never going to have to file your taxes again unless it's another year away. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot about that. They're never going away. So here at Adam Up Accounting, we're glad to help you during tax time. But if you're also a larger seller, if you uh, need to run payroll, if you really want some help running those uh, bookkeeping reports, because I know how good you are at that. Uh, we're happy to help you. We have uh, really good affordable monthly plans on these uh, higher seller, um, you know, you're running it like a business, you've got some good amount of income, we'd be happy to take care of you so that your uh, accounting needs are taken care of. Well, I don't want to talk to you, though. I don't want to call up and just get some office off in, you know, New, New Brunswick or somewhere. <laughs> hey, we're here. You can message us on our website, shoot us uh, a message on social media. We'd be glad to help you out, kind of tell you what options we have so that you can be more organized and teach you and help you make more money and pay less to Uncle Sam. Well, what's your website and where do I find you on social media then, my friends? It's, everything's Adam Up Accounting. Uh, you can look us up there on our website. You can follow us, get some Wednesday wisdom. We try to give you some tips. You can also link through the uh, podcast, Death Files and Taxes. Get those taxes uh, taken care of so you have more time to make money elsewhere. Well, Derek, there's a reason we call it Death Files and Taxes. It's because i got a whole load of stuff that I just need to list, and I haven't been doing it. Well, Adam, you're not alone. That's why people are listening right now. I know that they're just tiptoeing around them death piles all around their houses and apartments. It's real fun to buy, but it kind of stinks to sell. So what can I do about it, buddy? Well, you're in luck. Uh, we partnered with a great company called Sellhound, and what they're going to do is they're going to list all your death piles for you. They'll do the work for you. Oh, I love it when people do the work for me. How do I get in on that deal? Well, first off, they're going to let you try it. First two are free on the house. After that, 
Man, they got simple plans. They're just going to make it easy. You take a few pictures, you send it over to them, and they do all the work. That sounds really too easy, and I've used it myself. It's awesome. D-Roy, what do our listeners have to do to take advantage of this? Just do Death Piles 25, Death Piles, all capital letters, at the end when you're signing up for your payment. So and you'll save 25% off whatever plan you go with. That sounds awesome. Get out there, start listing, start selling, so you can go out and buy some more stuff. All right, Derek, well, I think it's that time. Uh, I've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. I think we finally made it come to fruition. May it happen? Well, we'll find out here. I uh, found Dan on the internet, Dan the Card Man. He's in the same general vicinity we are, and they found him through uh, our local Craigslist, I guess. KSL. He's, always, he's had some interesting stuff, so I reached out to him and said, Dan, you got some crazy cool stuff. We've got to have you on the podcast. So there you go, Dan the Card Man. Kind of introduce yourself, tell us kind of what you do and, uh, you know, why you like selling stuff like we do. Okay. Well, I got into cards. My uncle was a professional football player. You getting me all right? Yeah, pull just a little bit. Get right up in there. All right. Okay. So uh, I got into cards when I was about seven years old. A little bit more. There you go. And uh, my uncle played uh, professional football. Uh, Larry Stallings. Like Larry Stallings for the Cardinals. Blew out his knees. Uh, finished out his five-year contract, retired, set up a string of uh, restaurants in California, and uh, he's what—he's the man that got me into cards about seven years old, like I said. And uh, the first first pack of cards he sent me was a bunch of Ken Griffey Juniors. Junior had just come out, you know, his rookie year was '89. This is the '90s we're talking, '90, '91. Right in the so, same era as us. Right. Tyler. Right. Okay. So. Ken Griffey Jr. was the man, you know, that, that was the hot player to get your hands on, uh, Big EO, uh, guys like that, and they're actually starting to come back up as their sons, you know, you got Vladimir Jr.'s kid and uh, Big EO's kid, I uh, can't remember his for Craig, 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 Craig Biggio, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sold a Vlad Guerrero Jr. card today, so, autographed, no, not an autograph, but like I said, maybe, maybe it was Dan picking it up yeah, on cheap from him. You, you, if you're buying my cards up there, there's your soft city in There you go. Autograph. Another another Vlad Guerrero Jr. card right there. So, yeah. so you're you're in the card game. Like I said, you're right. On. Got into the card game through my uncle. He gave me a Honus Wagner when I was a kid and a Babe Ruth. Okay. And uh, you know, back in the '90s, they weren't they were doing fake cards. They were printing off these, but they weren't. You could look on the back, and they would say the date that they were printed from. We don't have the problem that we have now. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh it's a gamble on the internet to buy these I'm into the old cards. I'm into vintage. Okay. Okay, that's where I put my money at. And as someone that makes, you know, thirty nine, forty five K a year, you gotta be real careful, you know, who you invest in. And I've just I've watched these players, um, like Ken Griffey Junior He's went up, his cards went up 300% in the past year. It was the highest selling card on eBay last year, 2020. Highest selling card, uh, uh, hands down. They had sold more cards on eBay. It was the number one seller, 2020. Now, you can check that, but I'm pretty sure that's... We're, we're out there with on. you. We've, we've been selling a lot. His, of 89, his 89 Upper Deck Rookie. <laughs> I've got that. I've got the case right here. I've got his autographed uh, uh, Gem 10 Rookie, and then I've bought every single 9 Mint to 9.5 to 10 I could get my hands on. 
before they jumped up to over a thousand dollars. Obviously, you know, you can't be paying that now. If you would have went back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If you would have went back to two thousand eighteen, you could have been buying those cars for about a hundred, autograph five hundred yeah. bucks. So that's not the case anymore. We're looking at uh, twenty thousand yeah, for a Gem Ten autograph Ken Griffey Junior. Road. They're they're a lot of money. So you have a lot of autographed stuff. Are you are you buying them autographed, or you go out? You get how, how do you go about that? That's a little different than what we've talked about in the past. Okay, well now I do have a few ties to a few professional football players. Uh, as I mentioned, my uncle, uh, I've got his rookie oh, 15, 20 times, about twenty copies of them autographed, and I'd send them out, and get them uh, certified and authenticated, graded, all that through PSA or Beckett, and uh, some of them from PSA would come back and say, this is not authentic, yeah. and uh, send it off to Beckett, and they do they do a lot better job with autographs and vintage cards. Yeah. Now, they're harder on your vintage cards, but when we go back to the T209 uh, Honus Wagner, even though I know that it's authentic, They'll send it back to you and say, authentic? Well, we couldn't prove that it was uh, authentic. We couldn't disprove it was authentic, so they'll put a question mark there. So and me knowing, me knowing, and I'm sure you know, a lot of people are selling these things on eBay, these articles. I would buy them. Yeah. My, my advice to anyone out there is if they've got that sticker on there with the question mark, that means they cannot prove that it's a fake. Well, it's easy to prove fakes, especially when you got them under the lights, pixels, all that comes into play paper. But they're not proven those things. Well, we, we've got a little something going on there. You want to go into your Ken Griffey story? Oh, I'll go on it fast. Um, I had a, a, one of those stick-ups. Have you seen those? Yeah, absolutely. I've I, got some. I had a, I had a night. Well, it came back as a 1989. I just sent stuff in to get graded. I bought a bunch of uh, Griffey, kind of like what you're saying. Uh, last year, I was on McCarty and a few other places. And I was, well, I was buying stuff cheap. I was getting a lot of the promo stuff. Right, Because right. it's, it's low pop. There's not a lot of it out there. And then I was just sent it over to PSA before everything in the train wreck happened and it came to the halt. Yeah. Uh, they sent it back um, as a 1989, this is the test run, which is extremely rare and no one can find it or, or whatever. Absolutely. So I, I thought I'd hit the lottery. I put it up there and all of a sudden all the experts are coming out to tell me it's wrong. And I'm, I, I, you know, I don't know anything. I just was buying up lots and sending stuff in that I hadn't seen before. So long story short, the experts are right. It was just mislabeled, which PSA's been doing a lot of lately. Absolutely. Um, but then they reach out to me, and they're, they're pretty concerned because they want this back because, I mean, it makes them look bad when there's only 16 known in the world, and somehow I got one mislabeled. And so, actually, uh, this week, they've sent me, you know, a FedEx uh, uh, form to send it back overnight to them. In order to do that, they told me they'd move everything that they have of mine to the front of the line, basically. So I got a bunch of stuff stuck there. So that was the deal we made. Um, he was on the fast track. I was on the fast track. Now I'm, I'm getting my stuff back fast, anyways. But so he was the same same mess. Months and months and months. I mean, up to a year for some of his stuff to come back. And some of the stuff wasn't sent in that long ago. So because they screwed up, he basically bumped into the line. And you've already got back three or four orders. I got about three or four orders, and and that was the thing they they wanted this back badly enough because I guess it's a pretty bad. I mean, it looks pretty bad when it's you know something that rare. And uh, I said, well, I'm not you know I'm, I'm in no hurry to send it back. I might keep it. It's kind of cool. You mislabeled it. It might be worth something too. I don't know. 
But anyways, they made that deal with me. I thought, well, if I can get my stuff back before the big tidal wave comes in, so we're, maybe I can flip a few more things. We're all aware with you, Dan. Like I said, we, you know, we've had the, the good, the bad. You know, usually there's the good, care. bad, and the ugly, huh? Yeah. yeah. All well, of it, but it's it's fun though. It's, it's it fun is. It is. To, and to get involved in it. Yes, there's nothing like this hobby. There is no other uh, hobby collecting. Uh, there's there's just nothing like sports cards. There's yeah. nothing like. I mean, we're we're talking about. Uh, items, specific items that can go back to 120 years plus, yeah. you know, eight, back to 1800s. You can find uh, rare bubblegum tops, first printing of tops. Uh, this 1909 Honus Wagner, uh, you know, they, they were printing stuff before then. Yeah. So I've got a bunch of 48 Bowmans, about a, about a stack a couple inches thick. And uh, my uncle had taken all the good cards out and just left all the... Uh, you know, just a lot of the uh, unlisted cards yeah, the that were unlisted at the time. Yeah. Well, now those cards, anything rookie, has went up, and they're oh, geez, hundreds of dollars now. Anything. See, what I've noticed is with these older cards, I've been collecting for 25 years, and what I've noticed with these vintage cards is there really is no losing on them. You can't lose on them. Yeah. So. Anyways, um, so I, you're you're kind of in the the older vintage baseball, basketball, football, or just a little all, bit of everything. You got to be in in all three of them. Okay, if you're trying to make a profit, um, baseball. I've noticed baseball and football are going to be. They're the ones that don't go up and go down. They just seem to rise. Just going you know? slow, slow, slow. Right, right. And some of them shot. Uh, they just skyrocket. We watched. Uh, Mickey Mantle's 1952 tops go from an all high. It, it's this is a PSA eight or a BBG eight go for uh, 1.5 and it jumped clear up to five. It hit five million dollars. Yes, surpassing Honus Wagner. We watched Lots Honus Wagner at a 1.2, 1.2 million all high in 2018. The end of this 2020 hit 2.5 surpassing Mickey Mantle and they just keep going back and forth. It's it's crazy to see like these are these are they're they're art forms. I mean that's kind of what we what we relay them to. So so Dan, you're buying and selling. I mean I've seen you more on the, the local. I mean where are you selling a lot of your stuff? Where do you sell your cards or where do you sell everything? Well the majority I do a lot of it on not a whole lot of it. I used to be vending before this whole uh, twenty twenty uh, lockdown you know, we couldn't go vend. I was a vendor. Okay. So, you know, four times a year, we'd go over there to Orem, and, you know, four times a year, I figure I'd, I'd make about, 20, I'd net about 20 grand. Okay. Okay. At, now, at different shows? When you say vendors, like, help me out, because I don't understand. Okay. Uh, vendors are just, yeah, we show up at a card show, okay. and, and you you file in your tax form, you know, whatever. Yep. Your sales tax, your temporary sales tax, tax all that. I, I don't bother with the sales tax, you know, just, but uh, anyways, and anyways, we just, uh, we just go from, go from there, you, you put down, you know, I, I figure I put in about $20,000 into cards every year. Yeah. And that comes from, like he says, buying bulk, uh, talk to guys at work, they have friends, they're, they've got friends, uh. They'll have collections of their own. They want to get rid of a lot of its junk. A lot of it's that 89, 
88 through 91 just just uh, jump around. Yeah, and, and that's all three yeah. all three sports all three major you know football basketball the baseball sets, the all that's just crap yeah, yeah. And it, it yeah it all of it is unless you get a you know a Ken Griffey Jr. all you're looking at is just junk yeah. so but uh, I, I like to I'll buy them anyways I'll yeah. I'll give them an offer um, you know not too much you know there was an awesome collection I got. Now this was uh, over in Spanish Fork. I picked this up for about fifteen hundred bucks, and I walked out of there, and I had took three car loads nice. to get this stuff back to my house. That's, I, that's a good score. <laughs> I looked through it for three or four months. I found a few Michael Jordan '86 Flair rookies, about half of the set. Wow, the '86 set. I still got the Patrick Ewing. I sold all those uh, Jordans when they jumped from uh, oh a little under a grand to nothing less than three thousand. I started selling them. I had eighty sixes, eighty sevens, eighty eight flares, the stickers, just stacks of them. And I had them all. I had them all uh, turned in. I had one in a seven five. Seven fives to eights is, I believe, what I hear. So you found this collection just from, again, our, our local uh, marketplace, yeah. Craigslist, KSL. KSL. Somebody said, really? Whole box yeah. of cards. A whole room. And you just it's showed whole up. whole room. I mean. Autograph balls, Hank Aaron's, uh, with, Roy with, Campanella, plaques, so, autographs. So you come into this, do you even... Do you even negotiate, or do you just say, take my money before they change their mind and no, get the card warmed up? No, absolutely not. I... They were, they were in big bins. I could see posters. The 1992 Shaquille O'Neal. Well, I had Alonzo Mourning, Shaquille O'Neal, all the top rookies from 92 uh, basketball. And it was an upper deck poster. There's only a 1,000 of them made. There was four crisp one, posters. And those things, geez, those are, uh, I don't know what they're going for because you can't find them. So I'm the only one I know who's also copies of it. Did it, was it, were they straight out asking fifteen hundred? No, no. He wanted uh, he wanted three thousand dollars for the lot. <laughs> now I st- I opened up seven. I opened up seven of these uh, tubs, these sealed tubs, and I'm looking at a bunch of these eighties, these eighty seven Don Rust. Uh, a lot of it was baseball. The majority okay. was baseball. So we're not talking. Yeah, you're not talking mid eighties basketball. That's money. It's junk, right? But you're. System through so I, enough that you see that there's some meat on the bone. Right, I see these posters and open up the basketball, pried that thing open, slammed it closed, and I said, "You know what?" I says, "Most of this, three fourths of it, which it was, is going to be garbage. Yeah. I'm going to end up throwing this away in the trash," which I did. Um, but I got more cards out of there that were worth more. Just one of those cards was worth more than what I. Invested all together. I more than tripled my money on that, and that's a risk that you take. I've lost. I've I've uh, come up pretty good. Um, it's the gamble. It's it's it's, it's, it's gambling. That's that's what it is. It's investing. It's investing. So you find more networking, like when you're talking like guys at work that just have buddies or people that have stuff, and and you kind of got that in. Is that is that a more successful hunt, or is it going online, going to KSL, going to Craigslist, going to eBay? 
Where, where are you finding the most success or most bang for your buck? Are we talking right now? Like right this second? Let's say right now, me, you, and Adam decide, okay. hey, we each have $1,000 where you can come back in a month and see who can make the most profit. Okay. What's so, your What's your plan of attack? Okay. So in this, <laughs> right now. it's a different market. Yeah. It's a different yeah, it market different. now than it was last year, correct. And the year before and the year before. It has changed dramatically. So what you've got is a bunch of people on KSL. I won't even go there for cards anymore. These guys have 60 cards set up, and they want uh, 500 bucks. And these cards are, you look at them, and you're like, holy cow. You're like, how did they figure that? And then you get on eBay, and you're like, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right, these guys are going off of uh, $600, uh, $92. Remember that uh, Shaquille O'Neal, the triple? Yes. The upper deck triple that you had to send in for? Well, there's guys asking 600 bucks for that ungraded, you know, but that's just an asking. That's somebody looking at what it sells for graded in a mint and asking for the same thing. And they're seeing $600 for this card. So they're just posting this stuff on KSL. Uh, obviously, they've never looked at a Beckett, you know, and uh, they don't know much about cards. They're probably, it's probably mom selling a bunch of their uh, kids' cards, you know. And they're just throwing ridiculous prices yeah. up there. And throwing ridiculous prices up there, correct. And uh, that's I, so I've kind of shied away from KSL altogether. Okay. I haven't even posted anything on KSL in 20, I think I did one time in 2021 and instantly just took it down. Um, it's better to uh, get a hold of the contacts that I have that uh, I've sold to in the past and just deal with them. Um, there's a lot of people interested in, in the stuff that I have. They've seen a lot of the stuff I have, and they're interested in it, but they want to make a, a, a profit off of it, too. Of course. But see, uh, if I... Okay, let's take, for instance, this... Uh, let's take, for instance, this uh, autographed uh, Skybox Impact Tom Brady. It's going for five fifty five hundred bucks right now, currently. Now, he said at the beginning, and I quote last year, I'm going to win another Super Bowl. Yes, he did. That's exactly what he said at the end of the year. Now, do I believe this guy? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. This, Pretty good track, this, track this, record, yeah. this guy, everything he said he was going to do, he did. Yes. Did we believe he was going to leave the Patriots when we seen that? Uh, all we saw was him walking out of the locker room. It wasn't announced he was leaving. It was a rumor. We didn't believe it. He did it. He took them right. They lost, uh, let's see, I think they They won the first game, lost three, and then they didn't lose another single game. They won the rest of them, won all the rest of them. The Super Bowl completely kicked butt just the whole season, scoring 47 to up to 50-something points. Crazy amount of points. Crazy amount of points, and they always have. Tom Brady has always, he, he just showed us what he could do. He took a team, the Buccaneers, who weren't even making it to the playoffs. This is a team that hadn't made it to the playoffs, uh, not to mention the uh, Super Bowl in, what, 30 years? About 30 years, something like that. So you'll take take what he's saying, you'll take that investment on that car. Tom Tom Brady. That's like like taking Michael Jordan's word, okay? (laughs) That's that's what we're looking at. If we're going to compare, we'll take Joe Montana's word, what he said he was going to do, he did, everything. And, and and Joe Montana was real quiet, but when he got on that field, he owned it. He owned the whole field. He ran the ball. He made touchdowns. He's, he holds. I think he still holds the most personal touchdowns. He'd be in the end zone and jump over backs of his own men, flip and land on the ground in the end zone. I mean, this guy's incredible. He was incredible. So, uh, so you've got 
this card, this signed card that you have, and you will basically sell it to someone else and let them make a little bit of the profit, or just uh, kind of depends? Not this, not this, not this card right here means something to me. This was a card <laughs> that I put a thousand dollars into in two thousand end of two thousand seventeen. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got it about Christmas. I remember I had to wait a couple months extra. You know, anything out of Cali from here's you know just add another you know out about a month and you'll it'll be about right. But uh, yeah, so uh, that's not going anywhere. Uh, the Honus Wagner's. Well, hold on, hold on. You said it's not going anywhere. And it's staying with me because so, so, I'm going to watch him win another Super Bowl. So and watch this car go triple digits. But, but you're you're just holding on to it. It's not it's not a PC. It's not part of your personal collection. It's you know the value is going to go up. Even I more. know for a fact you're not going to sell it now. Right. I know for a fact this card will more than triple. It's it may yeah. even go up. Who 10. knows what it's going to do? Yeah, yeah. But there's a certain price where you're like, okay, it's for sale. Right. Yeah. yeah that's absolutely <laughs> true. Uh, you look up. There's only one autographed uh, mint card right now on eBay of his. That's the Skybox Impact, and he wants fifteen thousand dollars. It's a locked price. Okay. There are no other uh, Skybox impacts. Sorry about that. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> uh, I, I talk with my hands a lot. Yeah. <laughs> hands bringing the passion. Well, you can see it. Like you, right. you can just feel the energy that Dan's bringing. So. Yeah, this is it's an intense, and and I'm I'm sure a lot of these listeners out here would would agree. This is a really intense sport. Uh, you put your heart, soul, and, and your money. You know, money and time. Yes, a lot of it is time consuming. So say there's, we got people that uh, sell all sorts of things, people that are looking to get into everything. So say there's somebody listening right now that's just getting into the hobby or thinking, okay, I'm hearing cards, I'm reading cards, everywhere's talking, it's hot right now. It is. It so is. so they're going to get into it. You're, if you were them, how, how would you start? What would you do? What's your advice for somebody just beginning in the hobby? Okay, well, my advice, my advice would be not to look at eBay I, my advice would be to follow these players and watch the highlights. Don't go. You don't have to sit down and watch the whole game. Watch the highlights and watch football. If you want to get into football, watch all the highlights of these teams. Okay, uh, what, whoever you're uh, feeling like now. Tom Brady is always a solid safe. Uh, I would say to anybody if you're into football, start investing in Tom Brady. Even though you're going to pay five thousand dollars for and, and only buy mint, you know, only buy mint cards if they if these are, uh, you know, graded. If you're going to start buying ungraded cards to send in, which I wouldn't recommend right now, they've got too many of those phony reprints from China and Mexico coming over here. They have for the past seven years. Um, if you're buying collections from people that you know that have had sitting in their garage for 20 years and you find vintage cards, you know for a fact. And you can fill it. You can fill it. You know, I've, I bought a Mickey Mantle. I inv- invested in a Mickey Mantle, a 1952 Tops. Now, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. <laughs> now, this was his 1952 Tops rookie, okay? <clears throat> and the guy wanted 1500 for it. And I looked at that picture, and I flipped it over and looked at the back, saw the seams were perfect. On a lot of these fakes, they'll have the seams flipped the wrong way. Because <clears throat> when they're putting the print on there... Um, the print will, it's a, it's a negative. Negative comes positive, positive comes negative. Does that make any sense? Going backwards. Okay, all right. So we're so, flipping. If, you, if you're not seeing, he's using his hands to show us. Right, okay. Well, t- 
to explain uh, the seams on the baseballs. Uh, it they just go comes the other side. Yeah. Left to right. Yeah. Okay. Now on the fakes, they'll be right to left. Okay. So that's the major part to look for on that 1952 tops Mickey Mantle. Uh, another way to tell is is you got to fill it. You've got to because you can fill real paper from that cardboard crap they printed out on. Now you can't tell by the megapixel, obviously, when you're looking on eBay. So, anyways, back to the subject. What what are we, how are we going to judge who to invest in? I would I personally invest in vintage, and I've already explained why. You know, we watch these players that have already hit Hall of Fame, and we watch their records be unbroken or broken and then reset. And these other players that have broken it drop down these brackets, that so they're not sitting in the same bracket as our Hall of Famer, like Joe Montana, for instance. Okay. Yeah. Now his records have been broke. To, I think Brady, uh, not Brady, excuse me, Breeze, as uh, I think he's holding about every record NFL record there is. Now, a hot player, another hot player, uh, you can scoop up for a few hundred bucks right now would be a Drew Brees. Now, is he going to be Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Even if he doesn't get another ring, he is Hall of Fame material. His cards will just keep Which, going up. if you're looking for, I've got a Drew Brees numbered rookie card. <laughs> just just got it back. I'm, I, I did kind of did the same thing. Yeah. When you're at, you buy them low, you sell them high. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like If you hold on to it, it'll probably go up, but at what point do you sell? So You're obviously passionate about it. What I want to do, Dan, is you brought in some stuff. I want to just hit the pause button for a second, kind of look at what you have. And kind of ask you some questions because I said you you got some cool stuff and you got a little oh, more cool is, stuff. This is outside the case. Well, I know, I know. We're curious about the case. We're now. curious All about right. the case, so we're going to hit the pause button here and then we'll come back in just a second. All right, let's do that. That was the show and tell to beat all show and tells, Dan. I'm not even sure I believe my eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's something else, isn't it? it I, mean, I, I don't even dare say everything we just saw for fear of people coming across the internet and uh, holding us a gunpoint out in the parking lot right now. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. We just had a quick chance to kind of sift through uh, just a small sampling of, of Dan the Man's uh, collection here. Pretty impressive. We are, we're gonna, what we're going to do is we found out some more information, so we're going to finish up here, and then we're going to go into some more detail in a, in a secondary. We're going to make a part two, Dan. You're going to be the first guest that we've ever came and decided that we're just going to go two in a row. We're going to keep rolling. You got the stories. If you got the time, we'd love to keep you here and, and do another, another show with you. Hey, absolutely. Sounds good to me. All right, Dan, so kind of wrapping up this stuff, I, I mean, you, you like you some Mickey Mantle. That's kind of what we found out. Oh, I love me some Mickey Mantle. You can never, ever, as uh, the last two years have shown, you cannot go wrong with Mickey Mantle. Absolutely not. So so what's the what's the end game? Because you said you work, you have a job, but you just showed us cards, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of cards. Millions. Millions of dollars millions. worth of cards. Yeah. So... What, at what point you decide the 9 to 5 is not for you anymore and you're on an island somewhere? Well, that all depends on... It really depends. What I'm waiting for is I'm waiting for the new lockdown. We've all seen what happened to cards when the lockdown happened. We watch cards rise to tremendous amounts. We watched uh, Mickey Mantle's all-time high of 1.2 hit over $5 million. We watch cards like Brady, uh, Tom Brady's hit over the million mark for the first time ever. The only time yeah. ever. 
We just watched uh, Gem 10. We just watched Ken Griffey Jr.'s Upper Deck, 89 Upper Deck, sell for uh, three figures. That's never happened. We've watched uh, LeBron James, his rookie, go up. And you know what? That has a lot to do with him winning, you know. Well, let's go back to vintage. Let's go back to the people we know, the people that we've watched. And for all you out there that are thinking about getting into the hobby, um, you've got to stay with the vintage cards. The people that you know are worth money. People you can look back, you can actually scroll through, you get on eBay and see these cards go up. You can tell what the last year's worth of cards sold for and in what months. And then you say, okay, so I like this player. I want to collect, if, if, if you collect them like I did for the player. I loved Ken Griffey Jr. It was a, you know, cards were cheap back then, though. 90s. You just trade with your friends and, and throw them in books, hold on to them. Well, I've taken some of those cards out, you know, 25 years later, and they all hit 9 and, and mint 10s, you know. Well, the reason they wouldn't hit a mint 10 was uh, from side to side. Uh, it would be a little bit off on centering, which is surface grading on front and back. Uh, it's on a 10-point scale. Let's let's go to grading real quick. That is corner, all four corners, all four sides, okay? And then we've got front and back, and that's your 10-point uh, scale. So uh, all, all the cards that I had saved from 90, 91, 92, this is Ken Griffey Jr., basketball, Michael Jordan's, those are all, I've, I've sent a lot of those in, and they've all hit nine, nine and tens, so you keep, take good keep care, care of them, them and, and, and like I said, now you're to that point, so, right, well, Dan, like I said, he, he's brought it strong here, so we're going to, uh, if you like this, like I said, check out our next one, we're going to bring in some, uh, he, he brought up storage units, he, he brought up, uh, you know, just random finding them in, in groups, selling different items in, in, uh, in kind of bulk, so we're going to hit a little more on that. So, so D-Roy, right now there are two things that are certain in life. That would be death piles and taxes.